Hi guys. So we'll be doing something a little bit different. We used to be part of a community called the Naked Confidence Campaign or the NCC, and we can no longer be a part of that organization. We want to share our entire story and what we've been through with you all. We also want to lay it out on the table because the community and you as our listeners deserve that. We won't be silenced and we're here to bring the truth to light. As you guys know, I'm Amanda and I'm here with Paige and Kristen. And with us, we also have a very special guest, a very dear friend of ours, Mohana. What's up, girl? Hi, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> it's exciting, right? Only yeah. took us, what, 10 episodes, 12 episodes? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I knew, I knew it was going to happen eventually, and I'm so ready to be here and talk about what we've been going through. Absolutely. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, so again, my name is Mohana. Um, I am turning 26 in about two weeks. I have alopecia universalis and my journey started actually pretty early on. Um, my parents discovered a bald spot on my head when I was three years old that went away in about six months, reappeared when I was eight years old and basically evolved into alopecia universalis within the course of about two to three years. And that's how I've been since then. It has been quite the journey as I'm sure all three of you know. It's never easy being bald as a woman and trying to feel like you aren't attracting any attention wherever you go or whatever you're doing. And that's been my main goal my entire life was just to attract as little attention as possible. And that came to a screeching halt when I learned about NCC and realized that maybe it could be better for me to, you know, live my truth and be really honest and upfront about my alopecia and make it more of a statement rather than something I want to hide. And so that was a huge change for me, for sure. Oh my that. goodness. Mo, that's like <laughs> totally my story. Hide, <laughs> no attention, you know, and then NCC shows up. Yep. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about it as little as possible. And I found my rhythm super quickly. You know, I wore headscarves. I did that whole thing. That was my favorite way to hide it, I guess, was the purpose of it eventually um, turning into showing it off. I mean, a scarf is more attention seeking than I want it to be or wanted it to be in the beginning. And now it's something that I'm very proud of. And it makes me set apart from the crowd. And I need to really realize that's a gift rather than being afraid of it or hiding it away. I love Love that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks guys. Yeah. (laughs) So we've mentioned Mohana before on the podcast and various different pieces or parts. So until recently, Mo was an admin for the NCC with us as well. So we know that we made a post on Instagram not too long ago, addressing the situation saying, you know, we had, we had left the NCC and we've had many listeners reach out to us asking if this was still going to continue. And we felt that we wanted to address it and let you all know, yes, we are still going to continue the podcast. And we also felt that, like I said before, we owed it to you all to address the situation and really just share our story and really share our side of it. We've heard many different variations from many different people, and we felt that we need to address ours. So here we go. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) So I joined the NCC. I honestly don't even remember. It was later in 2020. And I believe shortly after I was asked to be an admin and I happily accepted. This was a community that I thought would be a great thing. And, you know, I wanted to do more. And really, since I've had my alopecia, I am not sure if I've actually mentioned it on the podcast, but I've said that 
I wanted to do more. I wanted to be there as a resource for somebody because I didn't have that person when I was going through it. So I wanted somebody to be able to have me and tell me, tell me, tell someone like me, it's okay. And it's going to be okay. And we're going to get through it because I had been through it and I know I'm going to be okay. So shortly after, I think, I believe Mahana joined, actually, I think Paige joined before Mohana and Mo then was asked to be an admin. And then I believe in January this year, um, Paige. So the three of us were an admin and around the same time. Then when we all were admins together, you know, we kind of set expectations together that we, this was a family and we were a team and we would work together as a team to, you know, for the community. Yeah. Like with, with every decision we made, we did it together. And then we started getting excited about this becoming a nonprofit. And we started talking about logo ideas and what we're going to do with it. We had a meeting, a couple of meetings, I think about the logos as well. And we decided on a logo. My brother did an awesome logo for all of us. We all loved it, agreed on it. I did a presentation on it. It was beautiful. I was happy that the whole team was excited about it. And I think we sat on that logo for a while because we had to go through the legal process of trademarking it and doing all this stuff. So we sat on it after we made our decision. We sat on it for quite some time. And we also trusted that something was going on behind the scenes to take care of it. There was a process going on. We had been told that multiple times and that's why we were sitting on it. We were waiting to hear the results of that process happening behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. That's when we started talking about it being an organization and how to go through that. And then the talk of it becoming a nonprofit, correct me if I'm wrong, we should do a nonprofit or an LLC. And there were quite a few members uh, in the admin group or quite a few admins that had some questions about that because, you know, our whole focus was a nonprofit and it was helping everybody in the community coaching people and all that certain stuff. We didn't feel, you know, we, we really wanted to go the nonprofit route because first of all, we weren't in this to make money. We don't care about that. I could not care less, but I wanted to be in it. Like I said, because I wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself. And I wanted to be there for those that needed somebody. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of where we went with, you know, establishing it as an official organization, whether it was an LLC or a nonprofit and there were benefits to both. And so that's, you know, kind of a decision that we had had weighed on. Um, I would say that the logo and that specific decision were two major milestones in the creation of this organization. I agree. And the logo, you know, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I feel like that process happened very seamlessly. Um, You know, Paige and her brother came up with this incredible concept that we all as a group loved. And so that was something that didn't take a whole lot of um, conversation. We, we saw it and we loved it and we wanted it. Right. Whereas the conversation about nonprofit versus LLC was probably one of the first big areas of contention that we had with people with different opinions and how we handled that was um, it was important for us to notice how we would handle that because that would be setting a precedent for how we would handle conflict beyond that one. And I mean, I think it was difficult because we all had differing visions of where NCC might go. I mean, we all had this general idea that we want to help the community. We want to do these things. We want to have meetups. We want to serve as a safe space for these alopecians. But 
Whereas, for example, I'll speak for myself, you know, I was quite worried about going the LLC route because I didn't want public opinion to change about NCC and what our mission was. Right. Whereas there was a very good argument for changing our idea to an LLC so that we have more options and we can provide more to the community. It might look more like a business structure, but we have our voice. We can tell the community what we're really about and then show them that we mean it through our actions. So that's kind of where I was convinced that, you know what, maybe an LLC is the way to go because we had so many more options with it. And I think it's important to point out too, we all were like, everyone that's in the community should not have to pay for a dang thing because it is support. It's being a family, being together, talking about it. The Zoom meetings were important and we made it sure that like everyone that is an alopecia everyone that is a part of the community that has nothing to do with them they don't have to pay a dime Mm -hmm. to be in this community and we we were pushing that too so I mean everybody I'm pretty sure agreed on that so I think that was that was another thing that we we felt like we needed to touch on so and I would say that we started talking about potential revenue pretty early. I mean, at least the idea of it was brought up pretty early in our Mm -hmm. idea development. And I I mean, I don't really, I didn't really think anything of it at the time, but maybe that was kind of a clue as to where other members or other admins may have seen our organization going that may conflict with how maybe the three of us thought the direction of the organization should go, if that makes sense. No, no, that absolutely does. Yeah. So you know, as we were having these conversations, you know, with finalizing the logo, with deciding if we wanted to go the LLC or the nonprofit route, you know, as we were trying to establish, we started to notice that other decisions weren't being made as a team, whereas everything thus far had been a team decision, you know, whether it was planning out the monthly newsletter that we, that we had released or deciding on events and the time of day of those events and the specific types and who would run those events. Every single thing had been a team effort or a team decision, especially the logo. Yes. We all said yes, absolutely to the logo. And we all felt that there was kind of a shift and, you know, we weren't really sure maybe it was just us, you know, especially considering the, the conversations that were happening around the legal stuff, you know, we felt that we needed to know the information. However, we didn't need to be necessarily involved with every detail of the process. So as we were having these conversations around, if we decide, you know, wanted to go the LLC versus nonprofit route, we started to notice that some decisions weren't team decisions, you know, not necessarily just related to this, but things, you know, we weren't being made as a team. And especially considering we had established that narrative very early on, we actually noticed that we had all had separate concerns, but we didn't express them because we all had thought it was just us. And we discovered that we all had similar concerns and we had approached, you know, about the concerns and we felt that the the mood had shifted or, you know, kind of the status had changed, if you will. And we weren't really sure how to express that other than, you know, kind of bringing them to light. And during the, the midst of this, all of the admins actually had a group chat just so it was easier. So we can, as we were talking rather than emailing back and forth or, you know, using another form, it was just easiest. So we actually, there was a a disagreement in the group chat that we had 
among page and another admin. And I mean, you know, text things can be misconstrued over text all the time. And, and so as you know, this kind of heated discussion, if you will, was going on, you know, Mahana had come to Paige's aid to kind of help her and say like, hey, hey, like this isn't okay. And then we felt that the hammer was brought down on us and we felt very disrespected and not heard. And we've really felt that that is the moment where the mood really had shifted and it wasn't a team effort anymore. So we all had said that we wanted to come together to speak about what had happened. And we actually were initially shot down about meeting. And we felt that that wasn't the right answer because all of us, you know, work in a professional setting and that's what you do when you have a disagreement or, you know, there's something going on, you talk about it to try and get it sorted. And we weren't shot down just once. We were shot down multiple times saying, come on, please. Your members are concerned or your admins are concerned. We think that it would be a really good idea to have this conversation in person, please listen to us. And we think that uh, you as a leader should listen to us and make sure that your team is getting along. And the best way to do that is for all of us to meet. And so the fact that we had been shot down two, three, four times made no sense for the family dynamic that we had established months before. It made no sense. Right. And I feel like the sentence, um, if this is a problem and we really have a problem was also said at some point as well. So, so I just remember when that was said, I, I just remember sitting back and going, it feels like we're being put on the back burner. It feels like we aren't able to bring up issues, aren't able to bring up concerns because every, everything that we're saying in regards to this is being pushed away. Like, why do you care about this? Why are you saying this? And it was, it was disheartening because it felt like we couldn't, we couldn't bring the whole team together and, and figure out a solution. It was, it was really disheartening. Right. I think it's also important to mention what the conversation was even about. It was about artistic ownership. It was about intellectual yes. property and trying to make sure that co- that our content, more specifically the content that Paige made, would not be copied by other people on social media. That's what the conversation was about. And the fact that Paige and, and I and some other members of the admin team felt that we needed to take that seriously. And that opinion of ours was not being taken seriously. It seemed like it was being mocked, honestly. hundred percent, a hundred percent mocked. It did. And that's, that's when, that's when, you know, all of that happened. And that's when I got reached out to, well, no, actually backtrack during this time, I reached out and I wanted to be included in the conversation that was happening about this situation with another admin that I had. And I wanted to be included in it because I was part of the issue. So I wanted to see what the other party said. I wanted to see what, how we could make it work and certain things like that. And I, I wasn't allowed in on that conversation. So I, I was pretty bummed about that because I was, a main part of the whole issue we had. So I I felt left out in the sense of like, hey, I should probably be included in on this. It just seemed like things were being resolved with the other party, but no efforts were being made to resolve things with you. Absolutely. Because nobody reached out to me. No one. Until way later. Yeah. 
And it was, it wasn't a reach out to say, Hey, how do you feel? Blah, blah, blah. It was a reach out to, you know, talk down to me. So tell you that you're a problem. Yeah. Right. But we'll get to that. (laughs) So the two, you know, the other party at fault along with Paige, actually they reached out to each other and squashed the beef as we will say, and talked it through. And it was a misunderstanding because of something being over text. And so, you know, they had talked it through, they were okay. And, and so then, then, you know, after that, you know, the next day we were told then there would be a short meeting on the subject. And then, you know, we would kind of discuss it from there. Yeah. And then during that time too, I was reached out to and asked if I could take a quick phone call before uh, the admin meeting about all of this. And Um, I was a little weary because it felt, it just, in your gut, you kind of feel like, oh no, what did I do wrong? It was I in the wrong. I I don't know what I did. And so of course I took the phone call and the entire phone call was me being talked down to, me being told that I was the issue and that I'm too sensitive, me being told that I take things too personally and that I need to realize that I should say yes to everything they say. And I was kind of taken aback by it because I couldn't believe that all of this was being said to me. And I defended myself and I said, you know, I don't appreciate being talked down to like that. I want to do this as a team effort. I want this to happen between all of us. I want us to make decisions together. And I got a lot of pushback on that. And I was told that if there needs to be changes in the logo or any certain things, or even I was told that um, I would be micromanaged on the social media and I was in control of the social media and all the content and that I had to go through them and get everything approved. And I had to from now on say yes to everything that I'm asked and I can't really bring up any questions or concerns about it. And just after this phone call or no, still during this phone call, I was at a loss of words. Like I was speechless. I defended myself a couple of times, but I just listened a lot of the time. And at the end I was asked if there's going to be any problems with me, um, with me, like not saying yes or not uh, being okay with these terms and conditions, I guess, of saying yes and following orders. And I said, well, actually, I want this all to be done as a team. As long as this is all done as a team, I'm cool. Like, I'm happy if this works as a team. And then I got fired. I got asked to take a step down. I got asked to give all the passwords to them. And that was that. That was that. And later on, we'll have a conversation about the logo and everything like that. But that was that. And I said, okay, sounds good. Because to this point, like this wasn't the only interaction I had. So I was, I was pretty done at this point. I was pretty checked out and I was just almost relieved because I was like, I can't stand being treated like this anymore. So absolutely. You're sure. I'll, I'll go with what you say because me fighting for myself anymore is just too exhausting. And 
so it, it was what it was. And then right after I got let go, I went outside with my dogs and I just snuggled them. <laughs> Who can blame you for being upset though? That is, that right. is draining. Yeah. And I just like to ask, did you get paid for this position? No, absolutely hmm. not. Volunteer. So you can't really get fired, can you? Exactly. <laughs> and I was told, I was told that I was, you know, they were my boss. So oh, I, I had to do what they say. And it was just, it was just so ridiculous because I don't know if anybody knows, but I put a lot, a lot of effort into the NCC. Right. I worked harder than my actual job. It felt like. And more and than any of us. I Absolutely. created content. I worked on the newsletter every month, like, you know, with the admins, but I still worked on it while I was manage, managing all the social medias. I was, I don't think I missed one meeting and I, I know I've left early, but I don't think I missed one meeting. And if I did, it was probably just one. I, I built my life like according to the NCC, because I felt like it was so important to me to be at everything, to do everything. I mean, I reached out to my brother because he's a logo designer and he made the logo for the NCC. Like I, I did so much and I feel like behind closed doors, not everybody knows what you do when you're an admin. So like, I just want to make it clear of how much I actually did and how every morning I would have to not only make content, create it, post it, I would have to reach out to everybody in the PMs and the DMs and, you know, be active in the discord. And it was a lot, but I enjoyed it. So that's why I put so much time and effort into it because I just loved that community so much and all the people and all the stories that when I was let go, just because I wanted to work more as a team and I asked more questions than normal, this person really wanted people that just said yes to them. And I am a person that says, if I am more knowledgeable than you on a subject, I'm going to let you know, and I'm going to give you some questions and insight on certain things. And that's how our team works. We yeah, all that's brought how our team works well. We all brought different values to it. So we could all bring different takes and different value to the discussion at hand. So when I brought up concerns and certain things like that, for whatever reason, my passion was it was perceived. It was perceived or, as emotional, I yeah. think. And I was told that quite a few times that I was emotional, too sensitive, and I took things too personally. And like the when, three biggest sexist tropes. A hundred percent. Yeah, because yep. I have dealt with that in jobs before. So when mm-hmm. this was happening, I just couldn't believe it because in the back of my head, I was like, I joined this community because I'm losing my hair. I joined this for comfort. I joined this for support. I joined this for love. And I am getting treated like absolute crap. And, and I you're having excess stress put on you for no reason. Right. Which we all know stress causes more hair Absolutely. loss. So that's wonderful. Right. And, and we, I think it's really interesting how I think the narrative that's being put out there is maybe that. Amanda and I are being pitted against you or that you are orchestrating some sort of something or other. And I think it is really, really important 
for everyone to know that we loved everything that Paige did for this organization. We stood behind it. We thought that she was an incredible asset to the organization. There, I don't think there was a single time that I thought, you know, Paige is getting in the way of our mission. Absolutely not. Everything that you did for us, Paige, only made things better. And Absolutely. people need to know that Amanda and I feel that way. Because yeah, right. It, it's it just sucks that the overall um, image that the NCC projected of you, at least as an admin team, was a problem or a, right. a burden. Right. So after we'll call it the firing or the the event, um, we had actually had a planned admin meeting. So Mahana and I came into the meeting not knowing that this had just happened. So we had all come into the meeting and, you know, we discovered that we were missing one. And then it was initially addressed that Paige was asked to leave. And as you know, they, we were, we were asked if we had questions, I spoke up and I said, I think that was really dumb. I, Paige brought so much to the team. She really made helped you know, carve it into what it is. And, you know, because so many people had found us on social media because of what she did, she was creating her own content. She was doing all of this for an organization that we weren't getting paid for, which again, we don't care about. We have zero concerns about, you know, we're not in this for that, but that the fact that she had put so much time and energy into that, and then, you know, was, was really let go or asked to leave was a another upsetting because you know we're very close with Paige, but not even just in that aspect, but B that every decision had been a team decision up to this point, whether it was you know deciding we needed to remove a member for another one reason or another, or if we wanted to bring on another admin, another person for a specific reason. Everything had been a team decision, especially because that is a big decision. And we had no idea that it happened. So after we expressed our concerns, Paige was brought back into the meeting and we all just talked for a little while. And ultimately it was decided that we would take a week and, you know, kind of just really collect our thoughts and decide that if this is something that we wanted to continue doing and we wanted to be just, continue a part of this organization. I also want to touch on the fact that during this meeting, so I got told to leave the NCC and then I got told to come back on the call after I got told to leave. So I was very confused by all of this, but I thought it was a good time to talk about all of the issues that I was having and be very open and honest about all of the problems that I had with the leadership and how I was being treated and how I wanted things to work well moving forward, how I saw this as my foreseeable future, how I wanted to, because we planned to go on a vacation in June, how I wanted to meet all of the admins, my so-called family in June and make this work, how I wanted to work more as a team and, and be treated with respect because I was being talked down to and treated like I didn't mean anything. And not only that, but I mean, during, I forgot to mention this, but during the call that I had before this meeting, before I got invited on this meeting, I was told that all of the admins are expendable and none of us have a set in stone position. So after being told that, I mean, like it was, it was heartbreaking because we were all family. We were told we were all family since day one of being admins. And 
it was just really upsetting to know that none of us really, all of the work we've done didn't really mean anything. That's what it felt like because we were so expendable because I was told that we, any, any issue that there would be, we could be gone. And it it really broke my heart. So I, I felt like it was really important for me to bring up all of these issues and talk about how I wanted things to change for the better. So we could all work as a really well oiled machine. And that was it. I mean, like I, my, my whole spiel was extremely respectful and I wanted to have that group dynamic again. I wanted to have the family feel again. And I made that very clear that I wanted to, for us to work better as a team again. And it just felt like I was not heard the entire time and it was heartbreaking. So basically all of the values that we claimed we stood for as an agency wasn't extended to any of us as members, especially you Paige. I it's, it's like the ultimate hypocrisy that that just made us feel so uncomfortable for so long that we say that we're all of these things, but we don't even treat our own kind that way. How eventually it came to a point where we're like, we can't stand for this anymore. This isn't who, this isn't what we want to represent anymore. Right. Exactly. So, you know, as we were all meeting, you know, when, when Paige come back into the, you know, like Paige said, we had all expressed our concerns and, you know, what we liked and and didn't like and felt what was working. And I think one of the main points that we wanted to make sure we understood is that if we disagreed with something, we did it for a specific reason. Because, you know, myself being 29, Paige being 28, and Mahana being 25, we've been in corporate America for a little while and worked on teams that have worked well for a specific reason. And, you know, we've been part of rebranding and that, you know, what may work well may not be perceived well. And we all expressed our concerns and, you know, really decided that we should take a week to really think and, and see if this was still something that we wanted to be a part of, if we wanted to be part of the organization. And I honestly think I made, well, I don't know if it was a mistake, but it was definitely uh, a choice that I made too soon. And that was me taking about, oh, I don't know, 24 hours to say, yeah, I want to be back in the NCC. I'm back. I'm ready to do this. And that I would say was mostly out of fear of losing the NCC. I mean, I, I truly felt that that was what I had to do is choosing to set aside whatever issues that I had and just try to make this work, whatever that looked like. And that was going against my gut. That was going against what loved ones had, you know, told me, I, I, I see some red flags here. I don't know if the right decision is for you to stay, but I'm leaving it up to you. I was really ignoring a lot of signs that were telling me that, hey, you know what, this isn't the right call. And I sent a message saying, I, I want to be a part of this again. And it was too soon because in those coming days and that week that we got to reflect on whether or not we wanted to be a part of this, I really, really came to the decision that I want to go against what I said earlier and I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And I realized that that probably didn't look so great, but at that point I didn't care anymore. I cared that I need to be honest with myself and stop acting like this is something I still want because it's not anymore. And it's not that I don't want to be a part of the community or be there for the community. I don't want to be a part of this board anymore. 
And there, and I, it took me a few days to realize that there are many other opportunities for us to advocate for the alopecia community and, and not be a part of NCC anymore. The NCC is not the be all end all of alopecia awareness. And I'm not gonna give it that power by staying because I feel like that was the only option for me. For me, yeah, it does totally make sense because for me, when we took that week and and you said that I came back and said, you know, I still need time to think about it because I wanted to talk about, talk about it to my parents. I wanted to talk to my family. I wanted to talk to my friends outside of the NCC and get their opinions on everything and see what they thought and, and honestly get outside perspectives on if I was thinking too much into it, or if my thinking was wrong, if I was being, you know, when you're a woman, I'm going to say this, when you're a woman and you're in the workplace, I've dealt with a lot of sexism. I've dealt with a lot of men telling me, bosses actually, telling me that I'm too emotional or I take things too seriously and stuff like that. So I'm, I've seen myself kind of like, retract back and say, oh, okay, I guess I'm the issue and not actually defend myself. I've done that before in my life. And when I reached out to outside parties, like my parents, especially my parents, they told me, no, you're completely valid in everything you're thinking. You are not being treated with respect. You have volunteered all of your time and effort into this and you're not being treated the way you should be treated. So you have every right to bring your concerns to the table because in a real job, that, that is accepted. Like I've seen leadership roles. I've watched them myself. I've been there myself. I've seen how to do it and how not to do it. I've seen people disrespected along the way. I have been disrespected in my past. So I knew a lot about what was right and wrong. And it was really hard for me to stand up for myself. And Every time I did, I was being told that I was being too emotional and I was reading into things and certain things like that. So I started to convince myself like, oh, okay, maybe it just is me. And I just stuck it out because I did not want to lose the community. I did not want to lose all the people I bonded with and all the people I became friends with. And, you know, those Zoom calls that we did were very therapeutic for me. And I, I was able to talk to everybody that was you know, had the same experiences or had different experiences. I learned a lot. And that in the back of my head kept me going while I was being disrespected. That kept me going. That kept me in it. So that's why I thought, you know, taking a week to think about it was a good amount of time. I mean, I, I might've needed a little bit more time because a week that flew by so quick. It really did. It did. And I feel like when when we came to the meeting, I said, you know what, I think I'm going to let this meeting dictate what I do, how this meeting is approached, who says what, who apologizes for what, who, who says, you know what, you're, you're right, we need to work more better as a team, there's some things that need to be changed. I was ready for that discussion. So when we came to the meeting and that didn't happen whatsoever, my heart was broken. And I just didn't expect the meeting to go as poorly as it did. At that point, you know, I, I, 
I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I'm a social worker and those values are core to who I am, both personally and professionally. I'm not going to sit here and read the social workers code of ethics to you, but to me, it's a pretty basic guide on how to be a good person and how to make sure that you are advocating for other people's needs and speaking up when something is wrong. And so that's what, that's what I use to guide my decision on whether or not I was going to stay. And ultimately I, I agree with Paige. I think this meeting was make or break for me as well. The way that leadership would handle the meeting, um, address our concerns and how we would construct a plan to move forward. That's what I was basing my decision on. And I would say that it, it really, it, it started out bad and it only got worse. It was actually kind of crazy how when it started out, nothing was even said about all of the concerns we brought up. It was, it was like said, something was said of like, we need to uh, be more respectful, blah, 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 this and that. And then it was straight to business. Yeah. We started talking about the newsletter and, and things like that. And the look on all of our faces was like, whoa, whoa, we are not ready to move on yet. And so wait, 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 there was, you guys need to respect us. And then it was straight to business. There was no, no no apology. It was not so much. You need to respect us. It was, we need to respect each other, which I agree with. Right. Yeah. But that's however, in that moment, we were not being respected. There was also one more thing that was said until, you know, it was taken strictly into business and getting stuff done and, and certain things like that. Another thing that was said is, if you have a problem with me, I have a problem with you. And and there was also something said of, if you're not happy here, you can just leave. So that there was no apology. No, let's try and make this work. No, let's talk about this. It was you do these things or leave. And I yes, man, or go. I would say that all four of us have dropped friendships, left jobs, fled whatever situations we've been in for less than what was said to us at that meeting. Hands down. We, I, I couldn't believe that the phrase, if you have a problem with me, I have a problem with you was uttered in this so-called family environment. I wouldn't tolerate an employer saying that to me. I wouldn't tolerate a friend, a stranger, anyone talking to me that way. Right. No. Um, with no repercussions? Absolutely not. There's That's no why I, like during the meeting too, I just stared at the screen. I didn't even know what to say. I, I didn't even know where to start. I didn't even know if I had the strength anymore to bring up my concerns because I, w- I felt so beaten down of how it started that I just remember sitting there and going, That's it. I, I think I'm, I think I'm ready to go because. I have been so disrespected for a long time and I don't even get an apology. Like I don't even, nothing. That, that was it. Swept under the rug. Yeah. Like everything else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also feel like it's important to let everybody know as well is that amongst the three of us. So obviously if you can't tell, not even just with Kristen, but Paige Mahan and I are very close. (laughs) So we had actually decided that we were not really going to talk about it past, you know, we had an initial, like, what do you guys want to do? And it was very, you know, I'm not sure. So we even took time from each other to try and figure out what we wanted to do. And this decision for us to ultimately leave 
was not made as a group decision. We had all decided on our own accord to leave. We felt that this was not a place that we belonged anymore and, and, and felt welcomed. So we left. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, with stuff that has happened since we left too, is like, actually I'm going to backtrack a little bit more because when, when I made the decision to leave is when I was asked in the meeting about the logo, about all the changes in the logo. And if I had them and if I I would send them. And I said, actually, I think I'm going to take a step down from being an admin for the NCC. I said, with the logo, I I don't want it um, to be used for the NCC because my brother who did it out of the kindness of his heart and knew my struggles with alopecia did it for me because he was so proud of me to be a part of this organization and this this whole community. So he did it out of the kindness of his own heart and put all of his time and effort in it too. And I didn't want that to be a part of it anymore because that was, it came from my brother. It came from me, from a, from a place of love. And I didn't feel that anymore. I didn't feel that connection. So I said, please, you know, go your own avenue with someone else. Like, I don't want that to be a part of it. And I said, the main reason of why I'm leaving is because, you know, the leadership completely turned me away. And that's when I got cut off. I got shushed and told, ah, 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 that's not where we, uh, we don't do personal attacks here. Uh, thank you. And I got kicked off the call. And I was, man, all of our cameras were on. We were stunned. <laughs> I wish I knew the look on my face, to be honest. <laughs> I couldn't, I felt like I was almost leaving my own body watching this happen in front of me. Yeah. And- the, the silencing, the literal silencing of you was just the pinnacle of all the mistreatment that yeah. you and the rest of us have gone through. Because I was trying to say more. I was literally oh, yeah. trying to say more. And then it, my screen went blank and I just sat back in my chair and I, my mouth was open and I was just like, are you kidding? All of this talk, family, community, I get kicked off a call in seconds and that's it. And that's, all, that's for, all I get. For a very specific reason, because you were personally attacking leadership is, is what was said. Which doesn't make sense. Cause literally all I said was the leadership turned me away from this. Yes. That's all you said. Yeah. And it was just like, you're booted. Goodbye. So I, I have nothing more to say because I was kicked off the call. So I don't know what happened. And, and I want to, as a PSA to anyone who's part of any organization that's trying to get something done, leadership is not immune to criticism ever. And that goes in a workplace place that goes in a volunteer organization. Leadership is not immune to criticism, especially when it interferes or when the whoever's doing it is interfering with the mission of the organization. Absolutely. I was going to say too, like leadership should not be where like you can't bring concerns and questions to where it's almost like they are who they are and you have to accept it. That is not okay. And we should never be okay. Absolutely. The whole point of having a good leader is to bring your concerns to them so that they can address them appropriately and support you. 
Right. Any of the leaders I've ever worked for, if they don't have those traits, they're not going to work out as a leader. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel too, you know, me just saying before that we all left on our own accord. For me going into this meeting, it really, you know, like Paige said, it was coming to decide, you know, if I wanted to continue to do this because I, I really truly wasn't sure with how the past several weeks had gone. And for me, the incident that Paige was treated that way, my thought was, what if it's me? What if I'm the next person that disagrees with something and I get kicked? Because so, you could be. Exactly. Exactly. So I also left. And then I think Mahana left right after me. <laughs> yeah. I, I said something very short. I said, you know what? My passion for this organization has completely dissolved. I can think of dozens of people who want this job more than I do. Why don't you go talk to one of them? Because I'm out of here. And yeah. I left. Yeah. And it was, it was bittersweet because, you know, like I said, it, we were all frustrated with the team dynamic, the admin dynamic. It had nothing to do with the community. That was the hardest part for me to leave was. was because of the community. I was like, I felt like I was letting everybody in the community down if I left. I felt like I put so much work and effort into making so many bonds and friendships. And it was truly heartbreaking that during these decisions, you can't, or you feel like you can't really reach out to everybody and be like, Hey, we're thinking about leaving. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like one, that would be an issue with, you know, current situation that we had, that would be an issue if we even tried to reach out to anybody, but that's why, you know, when we talked about it after us leaving, we were like, we have to say something to the community because we can't just disappear from them. You know, like we can't, we can't just be like, oh yeah, you know, Paige, Mohana and Amanda all left. And that's that, like, we have to say our goodbyes. And I feel like that's why it was important for all of us to talk and say, yeah, we should absolutely reach out to the community via Discord and say our goodbyes. You know, that was like the next step for us to do. And we also thought it was important, like if anybody reaches out to us, like we should let them know what's going on, you know? Absolutely. But when- nothing to hide the truth about. Right. Mm -mm. And when we reached out, I mean, like we got silenced in seconds. Yeah, not only yeah. were your messages deleted, um, you were also booted from the server. Yeah. And then messages went out that said <laughs> mutual decision, couldn't give the time that was required to the organization, and mental health were all stated as reasons why you guys left. And to me, I, you know, you guys had told me about the situation and what was going on. And, you know, like I'd heard probably 10% of what you guys actually went through at this point. Yeah. And I couldn't believe these messages were coming out and that you guys had been deleted. I was like, what just happened? And for me, I couldn't, I couldn't sit by and watch that because I'm sorry, women support women in this day and age. And mm -hmm. I wasn't going to support that they were going to claim that you guys had mental health issues and that's why you were leaving. Right. No. Huge right. red flag. Huge. I was like, and leave. I didn't even put a message because I knew it would be instantly deleted. Right. Yeah. And I was just so everybody's aware, number two, ranked number two in that <laughs> discord for chatting. Yes, you were. Yes, you so were. I was pretty popular in there and yeah. I left without saying a word. Yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like Kristen, correct me if I'm wrong as well. You know, you didn't leave instantly. It was more of a, 
you know, we kind of waited out. So like whenever we decided to leave, I made a very respectful post in the group and said, you know, hi guys, we've decided to step down. You know, we love you all very much. And we are honored that we got to be there with you every step of your journey. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And Paige is not kidding. Within seconds, it was removed. But then, you know, we had had people reach out and say, wait a second. You know, I thought I saw a message from Amanda. Why isn't it there anymore? And that's when, you know, from what we understand from what Kristen just said, that is when they said what they had said about it. And and like I said, Kristen, um, it sounds like, you know, from what we understand, you didn't leave right away necessarily because you were trying to understand too what was happening and what was going on. But then, you know, as we were talking about our story and what, you know, kind of they were saying, it seems like we had a lot of conflicting stories. Oh, it was a complete conflict and completely unacceptable to blame it on mental health in such a community that is so vulnerable emotionally to state these things and blame it on these things for these three women that I have not only looked up to, but been so proud of for the work that they've done. And it's, it's disheartening that somebody can just take that away in a freaking second. Talk about women supporting women. We need to really understand and wrap our heads around the fact that most of the alopecia community who is active are women. And this condition affects women very differently than it affects men. And I think that, you know, the fact that three women left at the same time caught many people's attention and raise red flags for all of them. So many, so and many. I, I just, I knew, I knew something like that was going to happen. I was hoping, you know, that people would notice and, and realize something was up, something's going on. And I, you know, the, the support has been incredible. Honestly, it has been more than I could have ever possibly asked for. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, I was going to say too, like, I was, you know, always, I always have been a woman that, you know, if, if I am more, and I feel like I've said this already, but if I'm more knowledgeable in a subject than someone else, I will let them in on all my knowledge that I know. And I will be upfront and honest of what will look good and what won't look good and certain things like that. And when women work with men, your passion can be completely misconstrued as overly emotional or taking things too serious or almost like combative because you're trying to give your expertise on it or advice or certain things like that. So when I asked questions, when I was asked, hey, can you do this? And I asked questions of why we wanted to do it, why this wouldn't look good, like certain things like that, I was doing it out of the kindness of my heart and everything that I know. And for it to be said that I was being incredibly disrespectful and it would, it would be like, it it would be too hard to speak to me about stuff because I had so many questions and stuff like that really confuses me because that's exactly, you shouldn't just have people that say yes to everything you say. Because if you want to be and do the best you can, and you have a team that has so many different values in so many different places, and so much expertise in something, 
you're going to want to listen, listen to what they say and hear them out and be like, you know what? Yeah, let's actually see it that way. Because my idea was just because of, I thought it would look better or whatever. You know what I mean? I hope that makes sense. But Oh, it makes complete sense. It makes perfect sense. It's about collaboration. Yeah. It's about bringing the experience of everybody together. So you get a final product that's amazing. And I mean, Paige, you've done that to like for, for those ball chicks, you always bring it. And it's, it's amazing. Cause like, I mean, you told me once, like you need to do this, just this little bit different. And you know what, that changed everything that I now put out. Right. And it's, it's great. And I think that the person it, it says so much more about the person refusing the feedback than it does about the person who gave that feedback. Hands down. A hundred percent. If you are that resistant to a good idea, that says so much more about you and your failing leadership than it does about the person who brought you an amazing idea that you know deep down inside will make things better. I agree. And I just, I just want to, I want to say too, like, we just feel like being women in the workplace, we know what it's like to be silenced. I mean, you see it, you see it all the time. And it's really important for us to put our side of the story out. It, it made me so nervous to, to put our side of the story out. Absolutely. Because, because in the back of my head, I thought something is going to be switched on me. And I thought before, because we all post about it on uh, Instagram, because we had a feeling that our goodbye messages were going to be deleted, which they were. And so when we posted it on Instagram, maybe five minutes after I posted it, I second guessed it. And I was like, this is going to be flipped on me. This is going to be completely flipped on me. Even though I'm telling the complete truth, this is going to be flipped on me. And sure enough, it was. And everything about you know how we left why we left and everything has been blamed on me I have been the one to blame and I am so confused about all of that I'm just so confused of why me being passionate about the NCC and putting all my work and effort into it made me the bad guy made me the person that started all the drama when I was just trying to tell my story. Right. It'll never make sense to me. It never will. And I think that for all of our, all of the people who are listening to this, I'm sure, especially the women can think of countless examples where they have felt the same way in one way or another, even if it was something small, feeling like this feeling this powerless and feeling like the narrative can be turned on us at any moment is paralyzing. It makes you not want to do anything at all or say anything at all. And I'm not, we're not going to sit by and do that because that ultimately is just allowing, uh, allowing the narrative to silence us. I, I just hope that any woman out there who is struggling in the workplace to have their voice heard and to feel like they matter and that their ideas matter can listen to this and realize that you matter so much more than anyone is telling you or giving you credit for. You are incredible and your ideas deserve to be heard. And if that means going somewhere where they will be, maybe that's the move to make. Yeah. I feel like I have been in that situation many times. I worked previously in a men dominated industry. I worked in the construction industry for three years. I mean, I worked in the office, but 
of the, you know, roughly 70 employees, maybe 10, 12 were women. So it was very male dominated. And I can't tell you the amount of times that, you know, I had received, you know, when I was speaking to a customer, well, let me talk to one of the guys like, well, I'm sorry, I'm just as knowledgeable, you know, well, well, let me talk to one of them anyway. Well, they're not here. What can I help you with? And not even just to mention leadership, you know, and just in that position, you know, kind of, you know, oh, you're a woman, you can work customer service. Well, I can do other things too. You just won't give me a chance. Or you're a woman, go take notes. Exactly. You note taker, Mm -hmm. accountant, you know, whatever it might be. So I feel that that, you know, that's a whole separate (laughs) issue, but this felt a lot like that for me. And I feel that not only was the decision to leave paralyzing because we didn't want to leave our family. We didn't want to leave the community, but we felt that we had to because of where we were and, you know, what we had stood for. And we felt that we needed to put our foot down. And I mean, I, I couldn't stand by and watch it. So, you know, right. they can say whatever they want that Paige is apparently in charge of this whole leaving, but <laughs> she's out. not. I made my own decisions and I'm not going to stand by an organization that blames the leaving of three wonderful women on their mental health. I am not. So bye. <laughs> yeah. So really what we're aiming to do over the next couple of episodes is talk about our story. So we have other former admins that are going to be guests with us as well, that are going to not only share their story, the good and the bad, you're not even just, you know, we don't intend for this to all to be negative because as we've said before, the podcast exists because of the NCC, because we all found each other. So We want to celebrate the good that has come out of it in addition to telling our truth, because we feel, like I said, we said before, we won't be silenced. And, you know, we really sincerely appreciate you all sticking with us. And and we really appreciate the number of concerning messages and, and really things that we've had that have reached out to us to discuss this. Can I just say one thing? Sure. I have no regrets, not a single one, not once during this entire fiasco have I thought man I wish I hadn't done this yeah not once and (laughs) that is a testimony to the alopecia community because y'all have touched my soul to the point where even through all of the bad I am so happy that I was a part of the NCC absolutely and met everyone and met you guys and I've been never looked back yep I feel the same way because without it, I, I wouldn't have found so many people I connect with and so many friends. Like I wouldn't have found you, you three. Like I would, I would still be in my house just doing whatever. Paige, you've given me chills. You've given me chills. (laughs) I feel the exact same way. Yeah. Sure. It's just not the Canadian weather giving you chills. I have a blanket on. So no, (laughs) but as we said before, we're just here to share our truth and just really talk about the truth. So if you guys want to get a hold of us, if you have questions about our experience, if you have questions about the podcast, you know where to email us at thosebaldschicks at gmail.com. If you have questions for us, you can reach out to us on our personal Instagrams, or you can reach out to us on Instagram at thosebaldchicks. Please, we encourage questions. We, We want to be here to clear the air and share our story. So thank you guys very much for joining us today and we will talk soon. Bald pack out.